views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. What a great lineup we have for you today. In celebration of our 10th year, we are kicking the year off by celebrating people that have done extraordinary, epic, epic achievements in life in service of other people. You know, recently, Linda and I got to go to an award ceremony in New York City, you know, the Stevie Awards. And uh, thanks to Melissa Soans, this is something that we... We just do what we do here. We don't think about whether or not we should get an award for it or if there is even an award. But thanks to the graciousness of Melissa, and uh, and by the way, congratulations to her on the award that she re- she received at the ceremony as well. For someone that has, has really been a, a coach for so many of us over the years, Today is, is, is a day where we get to share with all of you some of the stories of some of the other people that we've come to know who have been in the world of extraordinary. Now, I got to sit at a table with someone that I'm going to introduce you to right here that wasn't actually at the ceremony, but I got to know about her uh, probably more so than as if she would have been there. I'm talking about my guest today, uh, how to be the best coach in your own life, Joanne Barney joining me here today. Now, wait a minute. Wait till you hear what this is about. This is really unprecedented. She's winner of Top Business Award as Coach Mentor of the Year, and we're going to find out why. But here's what I want to say. I got to have an extraordinary experience at this award ceremony. And what is it that makes a coach a great coach, beyond great, an epic coach. Um, Here's what I know. When you have achieved a level of success and go boldly into your life, what is it about what you do that brings you so much joy? What is it about what you do that, after time and time again, doing it so well, gets the acknowledgement of so many people? Coach Mentor of the Year, gold at the you know, Women in Business Awards 2013, you know, here here it is. She was not at the table with me, but her parents were. I got to know them pretty well. We took some pictures together, but I want to tell you about, about Joanne. She is well known in the, world of go- in the world of girls' sports. Now, when I was growing up, there weren't any really girls' sports, but here's where we are today. 
not only do we have incredible girls that are entering this world, but girls that are out there in the world of soccer. And so my guest today is someone that is a coach to help girls experience their unlimited potential. You're going to hear about her accomplishments, about the record that she has going on, about the scholarship money that she's raised, and first of all, as a coach, talented as a soccer player as well, but in order to be a player and a coach, you have to have something extraordinary going on. Joanna, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Dr. Pat. It's great to be here. I met your parents. You did, yes. <laughs> you know, I was I was in Utah having a baby at the time, and so I had to stay here. I wasn't allowed to fly, and so they they were great and went back there and and were gracious enough to do that. So that was that was fun. I was there when they were texting you. <laughs> yeah, they were. We were excited. We were we were at home sitting on the couch waiting to hear, and and we were excited about what was happening back in New York. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Um, I, I want to talk a minute uh, about, uh, first of all, the the award that you received was for some extraordinary accomplishments. So let me start the question out uh, by, by talking with you a little bit. I did meet your parents, so I do have a sense of how someone emerges to be as completely empowered and talented as you are. I want to talk about you for a minute. What has inspired you in your life to say yes to inspiring these these beautiful young young beings these these girls? What has inspired you in your life? You know, um, I I feel like I've been given a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, I I got to play college soccer. I got to play semi professional soccer. I got to coach the semi professional soccer team here in Utah. Um, you know, I've had a lot of opportunities that that have come my way and I've been able to kind of climb that ladder. And for me, you know, it's, it's then become about giving back, um, to the community, especially the community of young girls here in the state. Um, you know, there it, also the fact that I didn't have some opportunities growing up like you, you know, there, we were limited on what girls yeah. were able to do, um, you know, 20 years ago and, and yet what they can do now. And, you know, my goal in creating avalanche was to establish something that these girls would help create powerful young women. You know, I, I love watching sports empower them. I love building their confidence and, and strengthen their belief that they can do anything they put their mind to in life. I love instilling in these girls a strong sense of individuality and watching it help them find the courage, you know, to be who they are. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, I've had in my life and I've watched what it can do for you as a person. Um, and, you know, it just became for me about, about giving back um, both based on the opportunity that I was given and based on the opportunity that I, I didn't have, um, that I wanted these girls to have. Wow. I can just listen to you talk. I think you should kind of take over the show right here. because I'm thinking, <laughs> I've got, you're, you're making me think I'm, I need to get my softball glove out here again. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, let's talk about, you know, what this was about, about your vision and your mission. But the accomplishment, I mean, you know, Utah Avalanche is one of the most successful and well-known girls' soccer clubs in the country, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But there were no clubs, you know, growing up. And so let's talk about a girls' club. And I love this. I love saying girls' club. I mean, I have to tell you, if you and I were talking about this not even 15 years ago, people would be like, what? Right. You know, we've come a long way, haven't haven't we? What do you attribute your success to? 
You know, absolutely. I mean, we have absolutely come a long way. Um, you know, and part of part of our success is the fact that we're a girls' club. And you know, these girls really have have come together, and they they take pride in that. Um, you know, that they are different, um, and that they they aren't relying on on a boys' program. Um, you know, they're relying on themselves. And 20 years ago, you know, in Utah, it was clear that we were at the bottom of the national playing curve. Um, and the premier level female athletes that lived here were suffering the consequences. You know, they weren't getting recruited for college programs. Uh, national team coaches weren't looking at Utah athletes. Geography, you know, uh, living in Utah was a huge factor in limiting a player's potential. And so with Avalanche, we really set out to change that and develop a plan where we could create a club that catered to premier-level female athletes in this state. You know, and we knew the talent existed here, but no one had ever brought it together into the same place, into the same club, where these girls could fight together, fight for their name, fight for their state, fight for their place among the nation's best. And, you know, it was the only way Utah girls were going to have a chance to reach their highest level of achievement, and that's why Avalanche was born. I want to also talk with you about sort of the evolution of this and some of the results. You know, when we're talking about one of the most successful girls' clubs, here's some of the things that it really shatters. This is the idea it really shatters. Now, I know you know what I'm about to say is, is at least the truth for us. One of the misconceptions is that girls' sports cannot be successful without uh, having male coaches. That's not to say that male coaches can't, can't manage or coach girls, but what it, what it really debunks is the idea that women coaching girls cannot be equally phenomenally successful. Have you heard that little chit-chat dialogue that has gone on in some clubs, the, uh, you know, in the past? Yeah, and, and, and you know, we've, we heard when we started Utah Avalanche that we were not going to be successful because we didn't have a boy's side to our program. And that was really unheard of when we came in and said, we're going to be a girls-only club. But our desire was to focus the, all of our resources on the girls. You know, I had come from from an organization where the, the resources in theory were split, were split between the boys and the girls. And what that really ended up meaning was 90% of the resources went to the boys and the girls got what was left over. And so when we started Avalanche, we came in with the, the idea that we are going to be a girls' club because we are going to make sure that 100% of the resources that we focus here are going to go to the girls and making them successful. And there are, I have some phenomenal coaches in this club who are male coaches, um, you know, but one of the most important things to me is that my, my coaches who, who coach in this club um, you know, I need coaches that are coaching girls as their first choice. You know, not coaching girls because that's what was left, but coaching girls because it is their first choice. Coaches that believe 100% in the women's game. And then really it doesn't matter if they're men or women coaches. Um, you know, what matters is that they're good leaders. It ma- right. You know, to me it matters that they can coach, that they can teach, um, that they can inspire, that they can empower, and that they are choosing the women's game as their first choice. You know, I love this. One of the things I picked up uh, in looking at, uh, you know, the work that you've done, something you've said, uh, is my focus is building a pathway for girls to succeed. Every girl is great at something. My job as a leader is helping girls find out what that something is and then giving them every opportunity to develop it and removing any obstacles that prevents them from reaching it. Mm -hmm. Wow. I. This is really, when I read something like that, something that you said, Joanna, something that is so 
right on, gut-wrenching, heart-focused. What it says to me is that you've discovered something along the way where girls aren't necessarily being taught to succeed and that we're not necessarily told we're great at something. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk with you a little bit as how this point of view, this passion, this purpose, and this is your mission from what I can tell, this is mm-hmm. what you're obviously meant to do, how this now transcends uh, soccer and what have you been able to do to help girls actually have this realized? You know, um, part part of when I when I started coaching, um, you know, I started to, to watch other coaches, and I realized that that other coaches were really focusing in on players' weaknesses and and trying to shore those up and make make their weaknesses stronger. You know, and I looked at people and started to to say, you know, with my players, what I'm going to do because I can I can look at their weaknesses and make them stronger as well, but I'm never probably going to make them great in those areas. So I'm going to take the things that they're great at and make them excellent. I'm going to make them even better. And we're going to zero in on those talents. And we're going to, instead of focus on their weaknesses, we're going to focus on their strengths. And we're going to hyper-focus on those strengths to the point where these girls can then, you know, become become extremely valuable to college programs. And, um, you know, in doing so and getting these girls to college, you know, because we saw soccer as a gateway to college because we knew college mm-hmm. ultimately was a gateway to life. And so we, so really when, when we started to fo- focus in on, you know, what makes these girls great and, and zeroing in on that talent and, and making it even better, um, we started to make them valuable to colleges. And in doing so, you know, in the last eight years, we've sent about 200 girls on to, to college programs in the, in the last eight years on over about $12 million in scholarships. And that's money that these girls are earning. You know, that's not, that's not necessarily money that I'm going out and raising. That's money that these girls, through their ability, through honing their talent, um, you know, through, through hard work and dedication and their drive and their discipline, um, you know, they're getting up at 5 in the morning. They're, they're doing everything they're asked. And in doing that, they are creating opportunities for themselves to go play at the college level, which, you know, years and years ago was unheard of coming from Utah. And now, you know, in the, in the last eight years, we've sent about 200 girls on $12 million in scholarships on to college programs. And, you know, mo- these girls who are getting degrees and going out and becoming doctors and lawyers and, and mothers and, you know, all kinds of things in the world. But, you know, this, this honing in on their talents, you know, is what's provided that avenue. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things I want to talk to, this is a business award. And I and I love that it's a business award. And um, and let's talk about why 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 you were acknowledged from a business point of view. Because I think what you've done is super spectacular. I mean, you know, there was a recognition for your effort that not only said, "Boy, you are super at what you do. You are the top of the top coach." But wait a minute, you're all that and a phenomenal businesswoman. Let's talk about that, because sometimes we have these little mini conversations, right? Oh, you're good at this. Wow, Pat, you're good at radio. But, you know, business, not so much. Whatever that conversation is, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us why uh, it, it, that you were acknowledged for this, and, and what did you have to achieve to get this acknowledgement? 
Um, you know, I think that the the acknowledgement came from you know providing an avenue for so many players to to get to the college level and and yeah. get you know get through college. I think that's where it ultimately came from. Um, you know, and but but I think the the success that we experience you know is a byproduct of of what our goals are because we're not it, like you we're not out there looking for awards. You know, we're 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 out there looking to be the best in what we do. Certainly, um, you know, but we're really in the business of creating confident and powerful young women. That's what we're in yeah. the business of doing. And so, the awards become, come as a byproduct of their work and their talent. Um, you know, yeah. the things that they're accomplishing. And so, the the club is being lifted up on their shoulders because they're out there, you know, stepping on fields from East Coast to West Coast and proving that they belong and pr- and proving, you know, what a high level these these girls are capable of playing at and as a as a byproduct you know Utah Avalanche has been carried on their shoulders saying you know because because it's it's a whole group of these girls coming together and really empowered we we've been giving them tools to take life head on certainly you know but then they they as a group um, you know, have have really become empowered because it's just them. It's it's a girls' club. You know, they're fighting for each other. They're they're fighting for their name. They're fighting for the name of the club. Um, you know that there's no one else. It's just them, and they're really taking pride in that. And because of that, you know, it's 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 really any anything we win is is their accolade. Um, you know, because they're out there putting in the work and achieving it. I love it. One of the things I, I was uh, I had a, I was around a group of friends, about thirty friends here recently, and I live in the state of Washington. And you know we have phenomenal girls' sports and women's sports. And I overheard a conversation, and I, and and I want to just tell you a little snippet from it, and then I would love for you to address this. You oversee a staff of thirty-three coaches. I heard a conversation the other day that said we don't really understand. Yeah, yeah, we lost the game, but we don't really understand what's happening in the leadership of the team, that they would allow the players to be so out of shape. And it was an interesting conversation because we never talk like that about Washington State State women's sports. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. But it became so obvious that we not didn't point to the player. We pointed to the leadership. And it was really great to listen to this because I knew I was going to talk with you. You coach 33 coaches. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, you know, Leadership, how important is it in coaching, and what does constitute a good coach? You know, I'm not even going to put you on the spot to say, was that the coach's responsibility to get that team in good physical shape? But perhaps you can talk more generically about it. Well, you know, know, in our club, and, and I think the job of a leader is to paint a picture, you know, paint a picture that people can get behind, paint a picture that people understand, because if you can get them to buy in, you know, then then you can take them any place. But you got to get their buy-in first. And and in our club, you know, I'm a big advocate of hard work. Um, you know, I when I when I realized that you know Utah was a smaller market than most, and we weren't going to be able to draw from the same talent pools as a California or some of these bigger marketplaces. You know, we were going to have to specialize, and we were going to have to define ourselves as something. And we, you know, so I started to define us and paint a picture for our girls that said hard work trumps talent 100% of the time. So we don't have to be the most talented team on the field, but we're going to outwork anyone we come in contact with. And in doing so, in 
order to, to outwork them, we're going to have to be more fit than they are. We're going to have to be able to, to run them, you know, six ways to Sunday. We are going to have to be that team. And we have defined ourselves as a club, you know, nationally. That's what we're known for now, um, is we are a blue-collar club. We work, and we work, and we work. And, um, you know, we, we, we will go in front of college coaches, and that's what we hear now. What, what I hear about my players is they, they get recruited based on the fact that every coach knows what they're going to get. They know they are going to get the hardest-working athletes on the field. They know they're going to get the hardest-working athletes in the country. You know, and so for, for us, you know, successful leadership, yeah, I, I do believe that it, you know, that, that it does come down to, you know, the players are going to look to a coach to say, you know, who are we supposed to be? And, and if, you're, if you're not driving them to be their very best, then, you know, they don't even know what their very best is yet until you step in and start to show them. You can make players better than they're capable of being on their own. Um, but, you know, you need to, to have that work ethic and drive them towards that. And that's what we define ourselves as in Avalanche is, is hard work. You know, we, we believe that hard work trumps talent. And, um, you know, for, for me, that's, that's what leadership provides. You paint a picture, you know, you give them a concept, give them a concept that people can get, get behind, um, and then they'll march towards it. You know, one of the things I love is that you do paint a picture and you allow folks to come into the process of what that even seems like for them. And, you know, you talked about something very interesting that I'd love, uh, you know, to ask you about. A lot of times we have this idea, and I don't know if we get it from sports or whatever we get it from, but it's this idea about I'm the coach, I have the picture, you just need to fall in line. So what you're describing for me as I listen is a very different model of coaching that we hear about. You know, recently we had um, a story in our pop culture that talked about the kind of coaching that's happening in, in very, very young people playing football. You know, I'm talking seven, eight-year-old, nine-year-olds out there playing put, football and the kind of coaching they're getting. Uh, and the issue was around coaching. It wasn't really around the sport or anything else. And so I want to ask you a question. You know, what is it you look for in a young girl? What is it that you, you know, how do you look at a young girl and say, I see this in you? And then isn't it also sometimes the tough conversations where someone might say to you, you know, look, this is something that I know you love, but let's talk about the possibilities here versus somewhere else. Clearly, when I was growing up, I wanted to play a certain position, play in semi-professional softball, and you know what? That was just not going to happen for me. You know, and so what I found was, I moved to a different position, which I played for years, which is shortstop, and then third base because of the strength of my arm. But it's hard to get that news that says, nope, you can't play that position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you handle those conversations? You know, we, we've gone through that with, with our players as well. And, and, again, our job as a coaching staff is to put our players in the, mo- in the most successful positions for them, um, you know, set them up to, to succeed rather than setting them up to fail. And, you know, we'll have those conversations because of that. And, and ultimately what, what players want is to be on the field. And ultimately they, what, they, what they love is being successful. Um, you know, and so a player really isn't happy when they are 
being put in a situation they're they're smart enough to know when they are and yeah. aren't succeeding and yeah. and you know if they're being constantly day after day put in a position where they are not living up to to their to what they view as their potential, and especially girls, because the girls are very relationship-oriented, and so they step on the field, and they want their team to succeed. It's not just about them as an individual. It's about their team. They want to impress their coach because they have a lot of respect for their coach, and they're, they're pleasers by nature. And so girls aren't happy when they step on the field, and they're not put in a successful situation. And we've, you know, we've had conversations with kids where we go in and sit down and say, look, this is not a successful situation for you, but we believe that your talents, you know, and the things that you are great at more point you in this direction. And if we can put you in this direction, we really believe we can make you successful there. And ultimately for you, it's about getting to the highest level you can achieve, whether that's college, whether that's professional, and we want to help you get there. We don't think you're going to get there over here, but we do think you're going to get here over here. You know, And so it's not just giving them the bad news, but it's also delivering to them yeah. the good news that says, you know, even though it's not over here, that's okay, because we're all not great at everything, but you're great over here, and so let's go focus in on that, and let's get you to where you want to be by doing that. And so you, it's just redirecting them. You know, it's, it's redirecting them away from, it's not telling them that they're not good at something. It's telling them what they're great at and then redirecting them into that. I could sit and listen to you all day. Joanna Varney joining me here today. I would love for you to take a minute, if you could, and let folks know how we can find out about Utah Avalanche. And, uh, and, and, and thank you so much for joining me here today. Oh, you bet. Happy to do it. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, you, our website is, is www.utahavalanche.com. Um, we also have um, a, a tournament that we put on here in Park City, Utah, that's um, avalancheinvitational.com. Um, you know, both will give you information about the club, about us. Um, you know, there's, there's emails on there for, for me and for my coaching staff, phone numbers as well. You know, if you ever have, have questions, even if, you, even if you live in another state and you have questions about your daughter and her development or, or college soccer, um, and the best ways to get there, you're always feel free to, to give us a call or shoot us an email, and we're, we're always happy to respond. We're, we're really here and in the business of, of helping um, you know, women in sports, girls in sports, and we're, we're willing to do that for anyone in the country, not just the girls in Utah. I love that. I want to thank you for joining me. I have one last question, uh, and thank you so much, and congratulations on all that you do. Uh, I could see, had you been my coach, uh, yeah, I probably could have uh, continued uh, going to the Olympics playing table tennis, <laughs> although I, I did win a few t- tournaments. Last question, what's your personal message? What would you, what would you love to leave us with here today? You know, just, just that, that you can, especially to the young girls out there, um, you know, that, that sports are empowering, um, you know, stick with it. No matter what level you're playing at, it doesn't matter whether it's a rec level, whether it's a competition level, whether it's just for your school, um, you know, they teach you something. They're teaching you discipline. They're teaching you to be powerful. They're teaching you confidence. They're teaching you strength, you know, and, and there are life lessons that you will hold on to and that you will use use in the business world. You will use it, you know, wherever you go. And so, you know, put the work in, put the time in, put the dedication in, and it will make you great. I love it. Thank you so much. We're going to take a short break. We've got more to come, more inspiration, more folks stepping up to the forefront, saying yes to their life in service of many others. Joanna Barney was one of them, extraordinary woman. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. 
Hey, Moon, you want to know something groovy? Yeah, Jess. What's that? Dr. Pat has been on the radio for 10 years. 10 years? Are you kidding me? That's awesome. I'll tell you what's awesome. She's bringing back the Pay It Forward campaign and Holistic Makeover to celebrate. If you want to know more or get involved, go to thedrpatshow.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thedrpatshow to get updates about everything we're doing. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Are you ready to give your home a fresh look but don't want to do the work? Help is a phone call away. Kathy's Handy is a full-service general contracting company specializing in home improvement, remodeling, and repairs. Kathy's Handy are specialists in kitchens, baths, fireplace makeovers, and finished carpentry, and they partner with other amazing specialty subcontractors needed to complete any job. Friendly, energetic, and dependable with an impeccable reputation to get the job done while keeping you as comfortable as possible during the transformation of your home is the hallmark of Kathy's Handy. Call Kathy now for a free estimate. 206-715-8126. That's 206-715-8126. And visit kathyshandy.com for a complete view of possibilities for your home. Thank you for listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Like us on Facebook slash Transformation Radio Network. Tweet and follow us at TransformNet. Visit us at www.transformationtalkradio.com and find us on Pinterest, Google+, YouTube, spiritualnetworks.com, Flickr, Tumblr, and Spreaker. Just search for Transformation Talk Radio. Please stay tuned at the top of the hour. 